0: Well, good morning, Orchardville Church. How's everybody doing this morning? Good. Good to see you here this morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. First time guests, welcome also. If you're your first time being with us at Orchardville Church, we hope you enjoy the service. And we pray you are blessed by something that is sung today or said today and God touches your heart. Um, There's a card in the seat in front of you. If you'll fill that out if it's your first time with us and turn it in at the welcome desk, we have a gift for you. Just to thank you for being with us today. Also, everybody here, if you'll get your phone out and share the Facebook feed of our service today, God's going to do some big things. I'm confident of that. Amen? He's here in this place and ready to move as we worship and praise him. Um, I think we have a message from Sarah and Jackson.
1: Good morning, Orchardville family. We just wanted to get on here and say thank you so much for your prayers and all of the support and encouragement we have received. We have definitely felt God moving in this situation. We're slowly getting better day by day, and we know eventually before long we will be home and back joining you guys, worshiping and praising, and we're looking forward to what God has in store for the service today. Jackson, you got a message? Thank you all for the prayers.
0: So I want to thank you guys as well for, I don't know why I put that right there, for the prayers for Jackson and our family and all the calls and messages and support, uh, financial, all that stuff that you guys are doing for us. It's, it's sustaining us and holding us up right now, so... Um, Thank you very much. Whew. I guess I should say, some of you guys, if you're new here and you don't know anything that's going on, you're like, what in the world? Uh, I'll, I'll just do a quick recap. I know a lot of people are wondering. He, Jackson started having a headache on Saturday last week, and he never gets headaches, so we just, okay, you got a headache. Sunday, he did okay. Monday he went to school. Monday night, he started feeling worse. And Tuesday uh, morning, we took him over to Cardinal Glennon. Uh, because that's where he's been through everything else he's been through in his life and his heart surgeries and everything. And uh, they thought it was viral meningitis right off the bat, but they found, uh, I insisted after one of our family members asked me about it, that he get his head checked. I still think it's a God thing that lined that out because if they would have done a spinal tap on him for the meningitis, they would have really messed up things in his head that were going on. But they found an abscess on his brain and an infection in his brain. So that's... Where he's at right now, they are draining that. Uh, They're also, they found out what the bacteria was, so they're treating that. And we get a scan tomorrow to see if that's shrinking and and healing. And I'm believing, I'm still standing on the word of God through all of this. That he's with Jackson, that he's healing Jackson, and he's going to give him another victory in his life. Amen? So just agree with with us in that and keep him in your prayers. I know you guys are. Uh, I think there's thousands of people now praying for him. And I'm hearing from pastors that I don't even know. So it's, it's amazing to see that and testify to that, to God's goodness through all of this. Ruby Blasdale, is she in the house today? No. Is she? She is not. But today is her 95th birthday. So let's give her a hand. Actually, it was yesterday. Yesterday, but I wanted to recognize that today. 95 years old. And I think they had a gardening party at her house yesterday for her. Fixing her garden up. So happy birthday to Ruby. Ah. I wanted to be here today. Jackson wants me to be here. So I'm glad I'm here. It's going to be a tough day, but I feel like the word God gave me for this week is for a time right now, such as this and not only for me, but for you as well. Um, I feel like God's going to do some big things here today as we submit to him and obey him in the service this morning. Okay. So let's stand. I think we're live now. I hear somebody's phone. So if you want to share that, So anybody else that's uh, dealing with some stuff can learn how to shout over the enemy. We want to share that with them so they can get something out of this today as well. Uh, My word, I just got it from my spiritual mentor as far as what I want to share in this moment right now before we start. He just sent this to me this morning and said, Stand firm. First Chronicles 16, 11, seek the Lord in his strength, seek his face continually. And that's what we have been doing all week. And right now, not just, I don't want this to be about Rick and about Jackson. I want this to be about you and what God wants to do in this place today. And I'm telling you right now, whatever you're facing, whatever's going on in your mind right now, you need to stand firm and seek the Lord. Because as we do that, he starts moving. He moves on behalf of the church corporately in this place right now. He moves on behalf of your situation right now. And all we have to do is surrender and say, God, it's yours. So this morning, Father, we come to you and we thank you for who you are. You are a great God. Through the highs and the lows, Father, you are there. And this morning, Father, as we come to you, as we open up this service, we ask your Holy Spirit to invade this place. And Lord, let our hearts and our minds be set upon you this morning. Have your way in this place, God. Do great things. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: See
1: tell you a story church that you probably heard before in the Old Testament there was a battle that had come against God's people and as long as Moses' hands was in the air they were winning and when his hands got tired, come here Nate come here Carly and when his hands got tired, raise this man's hands, Nate Raise this man's hands her and Aaron raised his hands as long as his hands is in the air there's victory as long as his hands is in the air and you know who's responsible for keeping his hands in the air and you know who wins when his hands are in the air you do and Sarah does and Jackson does. And God would say to you this day, don't you forget, it's your responsibility. Keep this man's hands in the air. Keep this man's hands in the air. Great infection, gone in the name of Jesus because his hands are in the air. Attack of the Jesus because his hands are in the air hold his hands up church get your hands up church raise your hands up church right now all over this sanctuary get those hands in the air and praise him for what he's doing it's not what you see it's what he says it's not what you see it's what he says and he says by his stripes we are healed And he says he has a plan for us, a good plan, a plan to prosper us. He has a hope and he has a future. And he says Jackson will live to be an old man and will praise the Lord all the days of his life. Do you believe that, church? Father God we love you and praise you and we thank you for this man and we thank you that he is the man for this hour and he is the man for this season and we thank you that Jackson is called whole and we thank you that Jackson will come out of that place and once again he will step on the enemy's head God, I pray in Jesus' name right now. Do a mighty, mighty work in everyone here. Help them to know it is not what we see, it is what you say. It is what you say. And we stand upon your word. We thank you for healing. We thank you for presence. We thank you for victory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Let's give him a shout of praise in this
3: place. Hallelujah.
0: things I want you guys to know through difficult circumstances in life I'll just share from my perspective that Jackson's went through stuff since he was born in February he was throwing up blood and blood clots or uh, stomach ulcers and you know and that stuff he dealt with and now this I've had hurts I've had pains I've been hurt in the church before but that has never changed through all of that And some of you guys are in the same boat as I am. You've you've had hurts. You've had difficult things. And you may even get frustrated and angry at God at times and want to blame him for things. But I'm here to tell you that God has not changed. That God is still the same in the midst of those things. And I want that to show through to you guys that yes, I was frustrated. Yes, I don't understand everything. But I still trust him with all of it, every hurt, every pain, every difficulty in my life, and his life, and my family's life, I still trust him because he's a great God and he's done so much for me. And I wanna encourage you guys with that this morning too. If you're in the middle of something or you've got some past hurt and stuff you're dealing with, God is still good and he can carry you through those things and prove himself faithful to you. So, Father, again, I thank you for what we, your presence in this place right now, God. I thank you for the breakthrough that we're on the verge of in this church because of difficult circumstances. God, you have a way of still turning things for the good. And God, we've heard from so many people and people that have seen Jackson's faith, God, encourage them. So Father, I just praise you for who you are. I praise you for that great reminder in our spirits, Father, that you are still in control, that you are still a great God and that you still love us unconditionally. And I pray that everybody in this room feels that as well, God. And Lord, as I bring this word that you've given me, Father, that Kathy has already hit on. So I know it's you, Father. I pray that you move on people's hearts today and they walk away encouraged and not defeated by what the enemy brings against him. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You you may be seated. Turn around and wave at a few people this morning. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you for everything that you guys are doing for us. Um, prayer 's the the huge thing that 's carrying us, and financially you 're helping i 'm going back and forth each day. Sarah will not leave him. I knew she wouldn 't she never has uh, but you know I, I think when you get news like this, it hits you, then you become numb to it, and you just get, you get through it because you know god 's sustaining you, and your church is helping you, and people are praying for you um, but she I go I go back and forth every day and, and I'm here to check on Bryland. By the way, I thank you. I mean, this is hard on her too. She can't see him because she's not 18. Um, but everybody that's helped out with her and and let me let her stay with you. If there's anything we can do to pay you back or repay you for it, we appreciate it. And she appreciates it. She's got to hang out with babies more often, which is what she loves. So. But again, from the bottom of our hearts, and Jacksons, and Sarahs, and Brylins, we thank you guys for everything, and we will get through this. We will. So, um, just a little bit of housekeeping. I don't want to kill the tone or anything, but teenagers, I love you. You know I do, um, but pay attention in church. Okay? I got a report last week of some horseplay and stuff going on while we're having altar call of all times. It's never a good time to be doing that in the church house. And don't tell me kids will be kids because they're going to respect the house of God while they're here. And they're going to respect God and they're going to respect the people around them that may need something from the Lord. So, you have my permission? (laughs) No, I I better not say that. (laughs) Adults, just kids, come on. You're out of kids' church, you're in here. Let's treat the house of the Lord with reverence and respect. Okay? Adults, same goes for you. In a sense of being engaged in the service. Okay. All right. You better shout. Just putting the invite out there already, but let's go to Psalm 47. This will probably be one of the hardest messages I've ever preached, with circumstances. But I know again, God's sustaining me, and His Holy Spirit inside of me empowers me to bring what he wants to be brought today. Psalm 47, we're going to be in verses 1 through 7 to start out. And I already warned McKenna we might be a little late today. 47 verses 1 through 7. I guess that's a warning for anybody else too if you need to sneak out. (laughs) Here we go. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with a voice of triumph. And with what I just read there, if we obeyed that verse, I might be done preaching for the day. I don't mean it in a sense like, yes, Rick's going to be done. I mean it in a sense that if we will clap our hands and shout with a voice of triumph, And let things come out of here. I don't have to be up here. Because our shouting and our clapping should be able to sustain us through the whole thing. That was kind of weak of the shout there, but we're going to get there. Okay? Now he gives some reasons why we should clap our hands and shout to God with a voice of triumph. Verse 2. For the Lord Most High is awesome. That's the reason to clap our hands and shout with a voice of triumph. He is the great king over all the earth. He will subdue the peoples under us and the nations under our feet, and he will choose our inheritance for us, the excellence of Jacob, whom he loves, Selah. And for those that think that God doesn't like a shout, or you're already like, ooh, quit being loud. Let's read on. Verse 5 God has gone up with a shout. The Lord with the sound of a trumpet, sing praises to God, sing praises, sing praises to our king, sing praises, all exclamation points here, for God is the king of all the earth, sing praises with understanding. So God likes to shout. Okay? Some of you say, that's just not in me, I'm not that kind of person. Well, if the enemy comes at you hard enough, you need to be that type of person and put him back in the place he belongs. Okay. One other scripture I want to read this morning. 1 Peter 5, verse 8. And I'm in New King James this morning. I'm usually in NLT, but New King James this morning. 1 Peter 5, 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Like a roaring lion. As it may say in your Bible, as a roaring lion. He is not. A roaring lion. He is like one. Okay. So we read in Psalms that, that, that God has gone up with a shout and the shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Okay. We know God likes to shout and we have an adversary that likes to roar. So this morning and every time we get together, what this tells me is we should never have quiet church. We should not be quiet when we come together as a body of believers. We should be shouting. We should be clapping. We should be excited about what God's doing in our lives. So this morning, I'm going to preach on, you better shout. And some of you, I I pray before this this message is over that you're shouting over everything that's going on in your life. And you put, again, the enemy right where he belongs. And you claim the victory that God's already given you. Okay? Okay. Let's pray. Father, we just pray right now. We thank you for what you're doing. Help us, Lord, for the remainder of this service. Father, help us. We submit to you this morning everything that we're dealing with, everything that we're going through. We submit it to you, and we love you, God. We love you. We love you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the things and, and Kathy hit on this, so so good. She Here's what she said to me when she walked up. If you trust me, I need to share something for 5 minutes. And I said, I don't. Get out of here. (laughs) I said, yes. And what she hit on as far as what I'm getting ready to talk about is exactly right. You know, I see more and more that we as humans have this tendency to rely on our sight. We have to see it, or we have to see what's in front of us. We see these things that are in front of us. But this thing that we're taking part in as Christians is not a walk by sight. It's not. It's a walk by faith. So faith comes through this audible communication. It comes by hearing. Faith doesn't have eyes. It has ears. I have to hear what God's saying to me. I have to hear what his word reveals to me. Okay? Hebrews 11.1 one tells me, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Me preaching up here this morning is not a matter of faith. I'm already here. It's reality. It's happening. Okay? I'm doing it right now. It isn't faith. It's reality. Faith is that thing that keeps me while I'm waiting for the reality of God to happen. Faith keeps me. It sustains me. And while I wait on God, my faith keeps me coming back to him. Not walking away from him. This is hard, God. Jackson shouldn't be there. I'm going to walk away from you. No, faith says I'm coming back to you every single time until I see you come and heal and move on him because I know you will. And that's why some of you guys are here this morning. You're here to continue praying prayers that have not yet been answered. You keep coming back in faith. You keep coming back to him. You keep coming back to the house of God by faith. By by faith, you pray that prayer again. By faith, I lift my hands again and I praise the Lord. And through preaching, I get my word of faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. My faith is renewed as I hear the words of God. That's why it's, it's so important to be in the church house. It is. It's important to be here. Every chance that you get, it's important to be here because your faith needs it. If you don't believe me, lay out for a while at church and see what happens to your faith. I can already tell you because it's happened to people here. They get out of the habit or the obedience of coming into the Lord's house and they fall away. And they don't come back. They quit showing up. Their faith's been altered. But it comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And one thing I hate about Facebook is that we can put our service out there for people to watch and skip out on being here in the building. I'll just say it. There's a lot of great things about it, and there's good for shut-ins and people that are sick or people that don't know about our church. But a lot of times, that takes, it's taken advantage of, and they just sit at home instead. I need to be here. I love being here. I'm encouraged when I'm here, especially Today. <laughs> So when this word from God comes to you in faith, you receive it. I receive it because I hear it. And we as children of God must be motivi- motivated by what we hear, not by what, by what we see. She just said that. So good. So in line with what I'm speaking on today. And here's why, here's why you have to be in tune with what you hear from the Lord and what you get out of his word as he speaks to you in it. Okay. If you're only motivated by what you see, it will kill your faith. If all I looked at in that hospital room every day is Jackson hooked up to all these machines and Jackson not being able to use his left side and all this stuff they're telling us, if I just looked at that, my faith would be dead. But I don't look at that. I listen for the word of the Lord and what he's told me in his scripture, what he's told me today in this place. I hear him and I stand on that in faith until I see it come to pass. Driven by what we hear. There's a sound of to abundance before they're seeing abundance. What did Elijah say in first Kings 18? There's, an, there's a sound of an abundance of rain. He heard the sound, but we live in a world that wants to see things before they hear things or they want to do things for God before God even tells them to. I'm going to step into this and do it. And God never said anything to you about that. We have to hear from him. You've got to hear from God in faith. But people want to see it before they can hear it. We've got to hear from God. We've got to get a word of faith and you can eventually see it come to pass because God said it. We grab it in faith even when we don't see it right in front of us. There's things that I believe for that I haven't seen yet. I believe revival can come to Orchardville Church. I believe it. Have we seen it yet? No, we haven't seen it, but I believe it in faith. I believe we can see backsliders come home to Jesus. I believe you can see your family members come to the Lord. I believe it. I believe that abscess in Jackson's brain is going to be gone in Jesus' name. I believe it in faith. And I may not see it yet, but I believe. So there's a sound that drives us as believers and we got to be driven by sound we got to hear it go back let's go all the way back to the day of pentecost in the upper room they were all gathered in the upper room and suddenly there came a what a sound a sound they're all gathered together and suddenly there came a sound first and then Heaven came down on them. Holy Spirit came down on them. But the sound first, they heard the sound first. Rushing mighty wind and it filled the house where they were sitting. It came as a sound. But it will always appear. Whatever that word of faith is that God puts in you, whatever you hear from him, it will always appear. If you hear it in the spirit, God will come through. I believe that. A sound and then it appeared. But we're seeking appearance first. And we gotta stop thinking this way. The heart has to say, God, I want you to speak to me. And if God ever speaks to you, my goodness. When that happens, you cling to it and you believe it and you stand on it. You stand on it. You know, there's services in this church where you feel a shift in the atmosphere. You just do. It's that sound. Something sung, a word said, a prayer said, you just, you hear it and you sense that something, something is shifting in the atmosphere and God starts moving in this place. That's the sound of heaven when it's happening. We can hear that. You can feel it moving through the building and when you hear it through a song lyric, through a prayer, through the preaching, it begins to stir something up inside of you and it does something to your faith. I love that God, no, we can sing a song. I can be dealing with something. I can sing those lyrics and God speaks to me. He cares about me that much to put lyrics on a wall to touch my heart as I worship. A sound that happens inside a church that's alive. There's a sound. And what kind of concerns me some is The quiet church. I don't want to be a quiet church. I don't. The quiet church is slowly eroding the church that should be alive. That should be powerful. There should be a sound in this place every time we come together. Every time. And I think one of the problems that I see when we find this this lack of moving on the Holy Spirit in churches today is we overemphasize and i'm i'm saying this with reverence respect but we overemphasize pastors that that are credentialed in the educational side of things and have all all these theology degrees and the pressure to say everything perfectly right and be this great speaker which i am none of those things (laughs) but we want them to communicate on this educational proper level and I'm all for education and being educated, I am. But there are some things that you just have to experience in the Spirit. Amen. Because the Holy Spirit teaches us all things and brings remembrance to the Word of God. There are some things that you just have to experience. And you can't study it. You just submit and let the Holy Spirit move on your behalf. We have to have these encounters with God. And I'm not trying to say we have to work things up. Please don't. I ain't looking for that. I'll shut you down. Okay? I'm not here to blow smoke either, but I do want to tell you that no matter how much education you get, you're never going to fully comprehend the Holy Spirit. Never. Because he's empowered us. And he's so powerful and does so many great things. You just have to experience him for yourself. When you encounter God in a powerful way, no one can take it from you. Man, when I've had experiences in the Holy Spirit, nobody can take that away from me. You can't tell me it wasn't real. I experienced it. I I encountered him. I know what he did in me. And you can't tell me different. And when that happens in your life, you will fight for him. I'm in the Lord's army and I'm going to fight for him. I'm going to fight to have encounters with him. I'm going to make him the Lord of my life. And it turns your life around. And, I, and I'm going to tell you this morning, I, I may not, I do not have a degree hanging on the wall. But I believe in everything that he is and everything he's put inside of me. Some of you guys are like, ooh, He stands some mean stuff right there. But I'm just saying there's some things that you just can't can't teach it. You can't read about it. You just got to encounter and experience it. That's what I'm trying to say. And when that happens, I will tell everybody that comes to me, you don't have to believe in it. I want you to. You don't have to. But I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I believe him. I believe who he is. I believe that he's empowering me to do things in my life. I believe it. And I still believe that the power of the Holy Spirit can be as real today as it was at Pentecost. That power is still available for us now. But we've become, not just, I'm just, church in general, we've become so good at having church. We have this schedule and we sing a certain number of songs and we preach a certain amount of time. And we know we have to wait until Rick is done preaching before we go down to the altar. But I want to tell you something this morning. You never have to wait. When you get your word of faith and God dumps something in your spirit, respond. Run to the altar. I don't care when it is. You're not going to bother me. And you're going to have people praying with you too. Respond. If you hear it in a prayer, if you hear it in a song, you come in here and you're struggling and something that's prayed, something that you, you're singing out in your heart, it resonates in your spirit, respond. That's God moving on you. Don't just sit there. Be alive. Respond to him. You don't have to wait on me to give a, a perfect little. I don't even want. I, you know what I worry about every week? What am I going to say at the end to hook him to come forward? I don't want to have to do that. You guys can do that on your own, and the Holy Spirit can do it in you. I shouldn't have to worry about, let me just say these last two perfect sentences and boom, everybody's going to come. It's the Holy Spirit that does that work in your heart. It's up to you to respond to it. I shouldn't have to drag you out of the chair. I will. (laughs) You don't have to wait when you hear that sound, that word from God. Respond. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. There's a sound to a church that's alive and walking in the spirit. You know, this might be a weird illustration and I apologize if anybody's in here blind. I'm not making fun or anything. But I want, if somebody's blind and they walk in our building, I want them to be able to sit down and know that we are a holy people. They don't have to see it. They can hear it. I want them to know that there's a sound in this place, that we are worshiping in spirit and in truth, and we are seeking God, and we are seeking a movement of God, and we are seeking to praise and worship Him, and they can't even see a thing, but they know that in this place, this body, this church, we are alive. Wouldn't that be a great testimony for somebody to come in here can't even see, but they can sense and hear that God's in this place. We ought to shout. We don't want to have to, what, what, what's our saying for Orchardville church? Was our saying, is our saying a church alive? Really? Really? Are we alive a church alive is worth the drive that's what you guys have always told me haven't heard it in a while but we don't want to have to switch our saying of our church to our church is dead so stay in bed I don't want to be the one in charge when we switch that. We should be alive. We should shout unto God with a voice of triumph when we come in here. Sometimes we get in routines and these ruts and we forget how great he is. And a lot of the times, the only time we praise him and seek him is when we're going through something hard. And he deserves the worship and glory and honor every single day, no matter what. We're not a quiet church. Or from this point forward, we don't need to be a quiet church. We should be alive. There should be a sound that says God is here and we're excited about it. It's more than a beautiful building. And this building is beautiful, but it's more than that. It's a place that is home to the spirit of God every week we come in here. And I asked myself, you know, when was the last time you just got beside yourself, beyond yourself, Rick, and just went after me? You know, if I was playing drums, when was the last time that you just resonated in, in you, what you were playing, what you were singing, you just threw the sticks on the ground and went to the altar? That's okay. If Nate's up here t- doing this lead guitar and all of a sudden the Spirit of God hits him, to take your guitar off and get down there and worship me. That's okay. When's the last time we got beyond ourselves and our proper and how everything's supposed to be and we just went after God when he said, move. There's times when God stirs it up in you as you're singing, as you're worshiping. The people that came and prayed with me, God stirred that in you to come pray with me and to help me in this moment. And we have to respond in those moments. We have to have the Spirit of God in this place moving and changing lives or I'm not interested in being here. I'm not. If he's not here, I don't want any part of it. And we can have all, and Carlin will agree with me, we can, we can be on the click perfectly, we can have our harmonies perfect, we can play the perfect set. But if the anointing of the Lord and the Spirit of God is not on it and in it, shut it down. We have to hear the sound of heaven in all we do, all we sing, all we say as we come together each week. You know, quiet church doesn't let God move anywhere. God has gone up with a shout. That's what the word said. I've heard it in here, I heard it this morning. Don't stop now. There's something that happens as the song goes out or the word goes out and and you respond back to God. Something happens and faith begins to rise up and in that moment when you get your word of faith and God speaks to you, you understand that I've got a God that knows me. He knows exactly where I'm at in life right now and he's speaking to me right now. We don't just put the words up there for you guys to read them and we don't just clap our hands at the end because, oh, you guys did such a good job. That's not why, it's for God to give you a word in that, in that moment where you're at. He cares about you that much that as we worship, as we praise, as we sing, he'll drop something in you that's gonna help you right in that moment. Or something I say through his word or something that's prayed is gonna help you and you respond to it. Back to the adversary, goes about like a roaring lion. And again, he is not a roaring lion. We don't, don't give him credit for that. He's a force to be reckoned with, yes, but he is not a lion. He is a master imitator. He's the father of lies and the truth is not in him. And you know who he's trying to imitate? God. God. As he's trying to be a lion, he's trying to imitate God, and we already know who the lion is. In the book of Revelations, we know that our God is the lion of the tribe of Judah. The real lion is on our side. That's when the devil roars, we better shout! Shout! When he comes after you, and you know he does. Some of you are sitting in right in right now. You're sitting in this place, and for years, he's yelled and roared in your mind. It's about time you stood up and shouted back at him Amen. instead of taking it. He's a liar. Yeah. When he roars about my son as he lays in a hospital bed and says, look at him. He's done. He's finished. He's not going to recover from this. And he says that. He tries to put that in our heads when he says those things about Jackson. I say, you're a liar. You don't understand the God I serve. And I can stand on his word and his promises. And he will see victory again. I can, I can shout that. I shouted it the other day in my car. I don't know if anybody heard me, but I was shouting it in the parking lot. I'm not gonna fear for God's with me. I know Jackson's gonna be healed. I know he is. Even though I don't see it yet, I believe. And the devil has no authority over me. He has no authority over Jackson in that situation. And I can tell him to get away from me anytime I want to, get away from my son. And when he's roaring at you through your difficult circumstances, don't forget that you need to shout. And some of you are so proper and have such great manners that that's just not me, Rick. That's just, there's just not a shout in me. Yes, there is. And God loves a shout. Don't back down when the enemy's coming after you. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. You know, the devil's not quiet. Why should we be? God's not quiet. Why should we be? And I need you guys to get a hold of this this morning. I want this to change you. Let it let it change how you approach worship every Sunday. Or every day of your... I mean, another thing on worship, as I say every, every week we come in here, your worship outside of here should far exceed what happens here on a Sunday. That goes from the platform to the pew. We don't have pews. To the chair. Okay? Outside of here, your worship life should be more... Uh, involved than just happening on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night. How we approach worship. And I'm I'm not interested in having a nice little service every week and going home with warm fuzzies and saying, oh, that was so nice. I want to encounter God when we come together. I want to see people's lives change. I don't want to go through the motions after knowing all that he's done for me. We have to shout because the devil's not going to shut up. He's going to keep going in your ear day after day. Don't give him that real estate in your life and in your mind because he's always roaring. And I can come in here and sit and be quiet as he screams into my life and some people do. Every week you sit Every week, you may come in here and sit and sit and sit as he's screaming into your mind. Get up and shout at him. Take authority with the voice of triumph. And I don't think anybody would say this in here, but Rick, you don't know what kind of week I've had. Try me. (laughs) I know we have bad weeks, but in those times, it's not the time to be silent. If I got caught up in my negative feelings and the questions and all this stuff throughout this week, if I chose to do that, I'd be defeated. So I don't choose to do that. I choose to continue to worship the Lord, to praise the Lord because I know that he's going to come through. We need to shout. And sometimes, yeah. Yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. Every time he screams into my life, I need to remember that I need to shout unto God with that voice of triumph so I can shut him up. When everything's falling apart, that's when you got to shout louder. When it's like, oh, everything's collapsing in on me, that's when I shout louder because I believe in who God says he is. If our praise team would come back up I'm gonna hit back on this clapping thing, and we're gonna shout here in just a little bit. You notice something that happens in churches now when when I make a good point sometimes, or after the praise team sings a song, what do we do? Go ahead, go ahead, let's clap. You know, sometimes we clap our hands like this is a performance. You don't even have to be engaged in what's going on to start clapping. You just hear everybody else clapping, so you're like... Right? But it does tell us to clap our hands, but there's something else that goes along with that. There's a shout unto God with a voice of triumph. You've got you to gotta put something with it. You have to be engaged in it. If... if Aaron, stand up. Everybody, close your eyes. I'm not going to do anything to you, I promise. Close your eyes. Still waiting, people peeking. Aaron, clap your hands. I'm going to clap my hands. Stop. Open your eyes. You know who was clapping? Which one? Who was what? You know which was which? You don't know. We were both just clapping to be clapping. Because there's something that goes along in the scripture with that clap is a shout unto God with a voice of triumph. So when Aaron's clapping, I'm going to put you on the spot. And he starts shouting unto God with a voice yeah! of triumph. Yeah! You know it's Aaron. God knows it's Aaron. He's, he, he's hearing Aaron because Aaron has paired his clapping with his shouting in a voice of triumph. And God knows that. And the people around him know that. You got to pair it with something. It's your voice. You got to shout out with the voice of triumph to God. We have to be alive. I'm going to close with just a little bit of a, the story of David and Goliath. And you guys, most of you know that probably. And I want to tell you that just because you have an a Goliath in front of you doesn't mean that you have to shut your mouth. Just because you have a big problem in front of you and you don't see an answer to it right now, you cling to the word of God and you cling to your faith and you don't be quiet. Don't be quiet in those times. Some of you this morning have giants you need to deal with. And in this story, this happened in a place called Soco. You know where who Soco belonged to? Judah. So Goliath was in a place that he didn't even belong. Judah means praise. That place was already filled with praises to God. He didn't stand a chance. So every situation, every giant you have right now in your life is in a place that it doesn't belong if you're a child of God. You have authority to shout unto God with a voice of triumph and watch those giants fall in your life. You understand that this morning, right? You have that authority. It does not belong in your life as a child of God. If you guys will stand this morning. Father, I pray right now. God, I pray your heart Was brought through me as a vessel of your word, God. I pray right now for people in here, right now, God, for our church to be alive, to be active, to shout unto God with a voice of triumph, to clap our hands, for people to know as they walk in this place it's different. It's different to sense the holiness in this place, to be reverent to it, God, and to follow your leading. And God, I just speak right now to anybody dealing with a giant in their life. Father, first, they need to know that they have a voice that they can use to shout unto you with a voice of triumph. And they also need to know whatever it is, as a child of God, it does not belong there. So this morning, Father, as we worship and as we pray, if there's people that are dealing with something, God, I pray they come and they shout unto you. Father, something rises up from their belly inside of them and they push past the fear or what are people going to think and they speak to that situation, they speak against the enemy and they shout with a voice of triumph this morning. Father, that something breaks in them and they're shouting because they sense your spirit inside of them, God, moving on that situation. And we tell those things to go in the name of Jesus. Lord, if anybody doesn't know you this morning, I pray they respond and come talk to me about knowing you as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords today. Move in this place, God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Will you come and when God breaks that thing in you and he brings that word into you, will you shout with a voice of triumph? Let it out this morning.
2: I own. And when brokenness and pain is all I know, I won't be shaken. I won't be shaken. Cause my fear doesn't stand a chance when I. the light. And I'm not afraid to leave my past behind And I won't
0: still need a little bit of a nudging and the Holy Spirit's already speaking to you you need to respond, you need to be obedient you can do it from your seat, whatever he's speaking into you against the enemy right now stand up and shout with a voice of triumph, get the enemy out of your life, he has no authority he's a liar, speak it speak it, let it come from somewhere that you didn't even know you had in there but shout it out and as you do something will break in the spiritual realm over you Praise your name, Jesus.
2: Oh, I am standing on.